From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Welcome. Hello. You're listening to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker, Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host, Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing and the Brand Identity Theorist. Hello, Americus. Hi, Barbara. So this past Friday and Saturday was the 50th annual Whitney M. Young Jr. Conference held at the school. Cool. And that was awesome to celebrate the legacy and to, you know, really connect with folks around the uh, Wharton community. Something that was really interesting, I was asked to serve on a panel uh, and I got a chance to have a conversation and a chat with the chief marketing officer for Time Magazine. Ooh, Taylor Swift. Yes. So, <laughs> and she was teasing up that we're about to have the big drop, the big announcement. So I saw that, you know, yeah. earlier today that, wow, I'm not shocked by this, though, because, I mean, she's, she's been, been in the news every <laughs> single minute. She's just like killing yeah. it, right? Yeah. So that wasn't very surprising, but it was interesting because one of the things we talked about, Barbara, was the notion of kind of the media and the things that they're doing at Time, which is a very well-established brand and a pretty you know strong brand in the sense of, I, at least in my view, I don't see like differences with respect to. I mean, some media outlets get sort of tagged as like too left or too right, or too, I don't really get yeah, that they're perception. Kind of middle of the road. Yeah, they're kind of middle of the road, which is nice. And there's the, the iconic red, you know, border right. and sort of and this person of the year thing which came up recently so it was a good great conversation about you know what does media look like now how do we talk to younger consumers no one's reading stuff with you know touching absolutely <laughs> no one's reading you know i yeah. read an article about people reading too and i felt this myself when you sit down with a book and you start reading you get antsy yeah because you're not moving yes. and you're not doing anything yes. and there's no outcome yes and you have to like <laughs> yes. settle into the book if yes. you're going to start reading yes but time is, must be doing everything digital with yes they audio, got a lot of, so. yeah Audio stuff, digital stuff, partnerships, events, really cool things that uh, the CMO told us about. And so it was just interesting to me because you're always talking about the notion of experiences and how to draw consumers in. They're collaborating with us. And in the media space, media consumption and social media is like a huge thing now. And all consumption, social media, everything is like blurring the lines. So are, right? are they doing a subscription model, an ad model? They're doing which... a subscription model. Yeah. And so that's pretty cool. And they're just doing some really cool partnerships that you wouldn't necessarily, at least in my old legacy, see in my mind of what the time brand has meant to me they're doing some really innovative stuff with some cool kind of more hip sort of influencers and advocates and well if they can leverage the swifties the swift ladies and gentlemen the swifties drive the economy exactly i mean this is like yeah she has to be the person of the year that was kind of amazing yeah her story's incredible so it used to be the man of the year and obviously it changed to person of the year a while ago did did he mention how many women have been or people of color yeah 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 person of the year i didn't ask that that's a great question because it would they were just teasing it up the whole time. So, oh, so they were afraid. To yeah, they didn't want it. They wanted to sort of like wet our appetites a little bit. But, but I thought it, it was did used to be the man of the year. Yeah. You know? And a lot of times it was the president. Yeah. Certainly not Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. What a pop culture icon. But yeah. So things are, they are changing. And uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, we get to talk about a lot of cool things today on yep. our show. We're supposed to have Scott Nover, who's a freelance journalist covering media and technology, mm-hmm. at Slate. And he writes at Slate. Mm-hmm. And, but he couldn't make it, apparently, last minute because yep. mm-hmm. his dog bit somebody or somebody bit the <laughs> wow. dog. Or I don't uh, know. Man eats dog. Dog well, eats man. What oh, was the dear. Story? Barbara, thanks for putting that out there into the, uh, <laughs> the, the ethers. 
Yes. So, <laughs> yes, but, he could not join us. But what I <laughs> so. thought we'd do, because he writes really interesting stories, yes. um, that I thought maybe we'd go over some of the stories and weigh in ourselves. Absolutely. On we can some weigh of in. The stories. 100%. Because he's been talking about a lot of interesting things. Things in the news, like, for example, The Golden Bachelor. The Golden Bachelor. Have you watched that? I have not watched it. It's very interesting. Last night, I was at an event for a... um it's a, a basically a foundation that it, it was very cool, Barbara. It was the it was a discussion on ageism in the media. So it was an event that was held in Philadelphia, and one of the things they talked about was the the, the portrayal of quote older adults and the branding of older adults and this notion of you know how they're depicted in the media. And it was very interesting because I had a conversation at the end about this golden bachelorette or yeah, bachelor, 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 because the, guy, the older guy picking, is 77, right? right? Something like that. And he's picking from how many? I don't know. A lot. A no. lot of silver foxes, apparently. Yeah. But it was a lot of disdain for the. Oh, really? Yeah. In your conversation? Because yeah. from what I understand, I'm trying to quickly read this article, see yeah. what his point of view was. <laughs> so he was going to come and tell us. Yes. But that it kind of revitalized the Bachelor um, oh, okay. show again, because surprise. Surprisingly, it was really interesting okay. to watch this. Did you older. actually watch it? I didn't. Okay. I didn't watch any of them. Okay. I don't really like reality TV. Me neither. But, but um, it is the hot media now, it is. and a lot of people do watch it. Yep. And the idea that they were watching this golden golden bachelor, and I did read a little bit about it. He kind of led one woman on. And oh then, no! But then chose another woman yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Okay. But apparently, it was it was so even, really even uh, in the twilight years we can yeah, be just can as scoundrels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was, apparently it was a very it brought the numbers back up for the show it okay. was a good show okay. and he couldn't make up his mind as I said between these two women in the end until the end and yeah. then he broke up with one and oh, interesting. went with the other and I believe they're getting married and um, <laughs> wow. it's kind of amazing it's a, it's it amazing. worked with a with a silver fox and the idea that people think old is interesting yes. that's a bigger statement that's kind of yes. what you were talking about yes 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 and the idea that you know it's not all over once you turn 100% that, yeah and 100% that was a big part of the conversation yeah. Barbara this notion of well what what is how does age show up in our popular culture and the idea that oftentimes you know it doesn't show up in a positive way and so part of what I think the golden bachelor is trying to do is no we, these people are living and they're doing exactly the same kind of things that 40 year olds 30-year-olds, 20-year-olds are doing, I mean, at least in that reality TV construct. So, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, along these lines, Norman Lear just died. Yeah. Did you see that? I did 101. Yes. And yes. I was looking to see, you know, he said at the end he was kind of had to have full-time care that he was kind of like a 101-year-old toddler, he yeah. said. Oh, dear. But he did, he he still had his mind and he, he wrote like, yeah. he wrote really good editorials right up to the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, Interesting. And the yeah. idea that you can live a vibrant but, life right 100%. to the last minute yes. at 101. 100 it's really changing yes. what we're thinking. You know, like, what's middle age now? It's, yes. You know, it's got to be Yeah, older, it was a very you know? inter- interesting quote from last night, Barbara. Someone said that poor aging is the aggressive pursuit of comfort. Yeah. And the <laughs> idea, like, to your point, like, moving and doing and, and, like, you know, stepping out of those that familiarity slowdown zone and making yourself... You know, do things that are still difficult or challenging or hard. Pushing yourself, all those kinds of things are really important. Yeah, so more power more to power person, to, of now, person of the year and old bachelors. Older, old, you now, know, let me ask you this. Inclusivity, inclusivity, that's what I'm about. <laughs> all, about all, all about the inclusivity. Let me ask you this, Barbara. Would a reversal of the Golden Bachelorette 
would that work as well? Yeah, you know, I don't would, know. Would that, yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> we, we may not quite be there We're, yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, because he was, yeah, I agree. I, I don't know yeah. how old the person was that he chose to marry. I think she was not that much younger. She was an older person, but mm-hmm. not his age either. So I yeah. don't know if it would have yeah. worked as well. Yeah, interesting. Right. I got to bring up another one of Scott's stories, uh-huh. um, which I just love this whole character. Uh-huh. What do you think of George Santos. <laughs> oh my God! The jo- <laughs> yeah, the George Santos he, debacle. He co- Scott covered uh, uh, called his article, or somebody wrote a headline for his article. Welcome to the creator economy, <laughs> George Santos. This yes. guy, what a character! Yes. What he a is. character! He I is. mean, yeah. every single thing he said is a lie. Is that- <laughs> You know, I think he's gay and he's against LGBTQ rights. Right. You know, there's, like, a, there's a lot of, even make any sense. A lot of stuff to unpack there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, his brand is incredible. I think what's super interesting is that we're, we, I guess, we started to be in this world where you do kind of just make up a reality <laughs> yeah. and you just make it up from scratch. Now, of course, the problem is that, you know, not everyone is afforded the ability of a giant, massive, identity loyal ecosystem of people who will jump behind you and support whatever it is that you say. So I think he ran into a little bit of that problem and thinking, like, you know, maybe I have that same kind of superpower where I can just make this stuff up. But you got to admit, though, that, I mean, I think as a brand, I mean, it's obviously fodder for the comedians, but it is a sort of interesting, I guess, commentary on the notion of presenting an image, which is what we do as marketers. Right. And, you know, and, and let people consume it and how do they react and how much of this can we creatively embellish and all of that and stuff. And what's so interesting yeah. is that he lied about everything. <laughs> he lied about his education. He lied about his employment. Yes. History. He, this yeah. is what I love. He loved. didn't play volleyball. He lied he went, yeah. about being Jewish. Yeah. And like one yes. of the comedians when he went, he was like, Jew ish. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like, kind of Jewish. Yes, like yes. And I mean, the kinds of things that he lied about and everything was fine. Yeah. But then what really got him mm. was when he started using the money to buy luxury yes. products and, and Botox. That's over the limit. You can't use money to buy Botox You can't go filler. to Sephora. Like, that's and, yes, that's <laughs> not going to work. I mean, everything else, you know, maybe we can sort of like rationalize a narrative around that, but I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back. So it's back. kind of an interesting question you know you as an identity theorist you know like what people accept as an identity and yeah. making things up and telling a narrative and story well that's kind of marketing that's that is kind marketing. of cool that's but right. then you cross the line if you use thing money yeah. you know inappropriately yeah. that's or something right. like that that's right and you know it's interesting going to trump on this because trump gets away with all sorts of things 100%. including being yeah. you know indicted and all these other 100%. things and gets but, stronger um, the brain gets stronger yeah it gets yes. stronger yes. but it may be that when people start seeing him spending money inappropriately mm. or on himself or yeah. some of these things that have to do with his business. Yeah. If we draw any conclusion from George Santos, that yes. might be that might be the line. I mean, I don't know line. what the lines are, but certainly lying isn't a line. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and, I, and I think what's also helpful with respect to former President Trump is, that, is the idea of the ecosystem and the, the information bubble that you know, those messages exist in because I don't think anything penetrates that bubble. Yeah. Whereas for Santos, I think he was out there and people are like looking at this sort of oddity and saying, what's going on? You know, is this real? He's is this a Saturday so Night Live yeah. like, is, character? <laughs> like, what is this? I can't tell the difference between Saturday yes, Night Live yes. and him. I know, you know? Right? And he's going to leverage that all the way 100%. to the bank. That's absolutely. Like what he's yeah, if he can do. stay out of jail, he yeah, will yeah, actually, exactly. absolutely have a book yeah. opportunity and he'll amazing. do the whole thing. He'll go on tour and all of that stuff. Yeah, Incredible. so some of these kinds of things that have been in the... In the 
Today I saw that Donald Trump said uh, he's going to be dictator on day one. You know, the Very things he gets brand. away with, yeah. it's kind of... And another one of your favorites yeah, is, yeah. you know, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. And what he's doing Oh, my doing God. Did you see the... his interview? No, no. So, yeah. So he did an interview recently, and he basically, he was asked about, you know, IBM was apparently say, hey, you know, the, the comments that you made on X... We're crossing the line. We need to pull our oh, advertising. Right, right. That's right, right, right. right. So, hey, we need to check out what's going on here. And he was asked in this interview, you know, how do you feel about advertisers, you know, doing this? And he said, the advertisers are blackmailing me. And he said, go f*** yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, so it was like, I mean, and he, it's this weird, awkward moment. He says it twice. <laughs> and he's like, listen, you know, I don't care. I'm going to say what I want. And if you pull money, so be it. And it's like, wow, that's yeah. incredible. So whoever is the social media, well, I don't know if he has a social media person in charge, but he's well, certainly he has that, a he has president. A, yes, yeah, as a CMO or a CEO. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So whoever this person is must be waking up just like, you know, every day is like, what's going on? What happened? It's an exciting job. It's a- <laughs> Right? Yeah, just like raining in And he in doesn't Elon. seem to care if he and loses he doesn't. all these mo- that's all this the money. Int- so. And I think that's what makes him very popular. So I think what's interesting, we were talking about this in my class, Barbara, the idea of do you, as a founder, do you want to be part of the brand? And the notion mm. that, you know, Steve Jobs is kind of part of the oh, brand. That's an interesting conversation. Yeah, and Elon is part, he's building himself into the brand. And what are the pitfalls, pros and cons of doing this? But it was interesting because they were sort of saying that, you know, the interesting thing about Eon is that he's either loved or hate. There's no neutrality here. And like that's the best scenario. So if you're if you're on the bipolar ends of the evaluation spectrum, that's a great place to be because the identity loyal people who love you will defend you no matter what. And the people who hate you will also keep you in the media, in the conversation and, you know, and things like that as well. That's been a long argument. Uh, uh, uh discussion in luxury brands because mm. frequently like Coco Chanel or Ralph Lauren they are a person yes. even more than Elon Musk, Musk and X yes. because the name of their company is them is them and then they design it and things like that so there's been a lot of conversation in luxury what happens when the designer dies yeah. you know and how do you keep the brand going yes. Yes. and it has survived yes. the uh, original designers but yes. especially when it first happened it was really a difficult kind of thing and I wonder what happens in this case yeah. Yes. You know, like, I mean, Apple has certainly survived Steve Jobs, 100%, you know, and, right, right. and uh, Microsoft has, has survived, you know, yes. Bill Gates. Yes. But like what will have, I think it's I feel like I could be wrong. in this. I don't have data on this, Barbara. But I just I feel like the Elon Musk example is just different. I think there's you know, I look at the, the founders of Microsoft and, and Apple and people are into the brand, but there, it doesn't seem to be this cult of personality at the at that level of strength with Elon. Yes. For example, like just, well, you know, Steve when I was, Jobs was Steve Jobs is pretty good. But just as an example, I shared this with my class, Barbara. I did a little thing with um, the networks or talking about this. And you could you I, I need to show you the amount of hate that I got from my tweets just sort of saying, hey, this is not a good business strategy. To be out there, you know, cursing out your 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 advertisers who's giving you money to keep you viable. And like I got all kinds of messages that were just like irrational and just emotional, like, hey, shut up. You know, I follow Elon to the end of the earth, not you, you idiot. And well, just, you know, like, I mean, on it's our own campus, yeah. our president yeah. had to uh, testify in front of Congress this week. And, you know, not to talk about what she talked about there, although those yeah. were pretty important issues, but that's for not sure. what our show's about. For sure, but, for sure. Um, 
you know, in some sense, our donors to the Wharton School were like the advertisers on yes, X, 100%, right? 100%. And they're pulling out dollars yes. because they don't support what Penn's policy is on free speech and anti-Semitism, and et cetera. Right. And to not get into the discussion of the issues, because that would require a much more nuanced approach than I'm sure we're willing to do right now. <laughs> right. But, you know, is that blackmail? You know, yeah. it's kind of it's like it isn't that different from what you're describing is happening that's a really good point. X. Yeah, that's a really good point, because in some senses... You know, there's two sides of the story, and one side of that story, to your point, Barbara, is, you know, everyone has a right to support whatever it is. Um, and even in the, in our case, where donations are, you know, if, if, if that's an important question. We're a brand. We're an institution. We are viable because of these donations. But if you give money, is there an expectation that you have some say? In, as an advertiser as a, yeah, or as a donor to as the a donor. And it, typically to a donor, it's not the case yeah. that you're supposed to have a say. And typically on media, there's a, there's a wall. There's a Chinese wall between advertising and content, which yep. is why in X, it seems like that's not the the way it's done, but yeah. it is a really interesting question going Super forward. interesting question. Well, I guess um, we're going to have to take some of these issues next week. We'll yeah. discuss some of these, we'll discuss and them. maybe we'll get Scott back. Yeah, uh, we'll get Scott. Sorry for whatever happened. Yeah, good luck um, with the dog. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> but in any event, we managed to discuss his articles uh, in Anyhow. Yep. That's all we have time for today. We'd like to thank our producers, Dan Simpkins and Dana Cash. We're here every Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We replay our show several times throughout the week. You can follow our show on Twitter at SXM Marketing, and you can follow Business Radio at SXM Business for information about our programming. And take a look at Knowledge at Wharton website to see all the Wharton podcasts of which we're the best. Thank you all for listening today. We'll be back next week. Till then, this has been Marketing Matters. I'm Barbara Kahn here with America's Read, Business Radio, Sirius XM 132.